This is Sergeant Elise Bowman, and I'm cold. It's been snowing for days here in Yosemite Valley. And I'm also a bit upset. I'm upset because I may have told you that soldiers only serve in Yosemite and Sequoia during the summer months. Well, it ain't summer no more. It's January. It's January 1st. It's January 1st, 1904, and I ain't in San Francisco. I'm in Yosemite Valley. You see, when you join the Army, you never know what might happen to you. You never know what decision might be made that you don't play a role in that decision. You see, I'm here in Yosemite Valley because I was volunteered for the specific duty of assisting the guardian of Yosemite, Mr. Harlow. I didn't volunteer for this position. I was volunteered for this position. Captain Amster said to me, Sergeant Bowman, I was wondering if you'd be so kind as to stay behind in Yosemite and assist the guardian of the park with his duties. And I said, well, sir, does that mean I'm not heading back to San Francisco with the rest of Troop K? He says, no, sir. He said, there's no way you can head back and be here and doing what I'm asking you to do. So I considered saying no to him, but saying no to an officer is not recommended. And so I figured, well, I like Yosemite. Actually, I've come to love it. Maybe it won't be so bad to be in the valley. No officer nearby. Just that Mr. Harlow. Of course, I got to do what he asked me to do. That don't sound like anything good. But I figured, why not? I get to stay where I want to be for a little bit longer. Now, that's the thought I had last October. But now it's January, and there's several feet of snow outside the little cabin that I'm in. And today, of all days... I'm thinking about being elsewhere because today, January 1st, is my birthday. And I'm thinking, I got none of the men around me to say, well, happy birthday, Sergeant Bowman. Even if they don't mean it, at least they'd say it. I'm just here in this cabin keeping a fire going, and I'm just cold. And it's snowing and snowing and snowing. And I tell you, I didn't join the Army to find out what snow felt like and what cold felt like. But when you join the military, you end up feeling lots of things you never wondered about at all. So I'm thinking about my family. I'm thinking about Troop K, the family I signed up into. And I'm thinking about my mama. I'm thinking about Lucinda. I'm thinking about my daddy, Daniel. I'm wondering how they're doing. I'm wondering if it's cold in South Carolina, because I know it can't be this cold in South Carolina. I wonder if they're, too, sitting by a fire, wondering how their little boy is doing, wondering where he got to, wondering if he's all right, wondering if he got hurt, wondering if he's still alive. They thinking about me, and I'm thinking about them. And maybe all of us are sitting around a fire, just trying to keep warm. And I start staring into the fire in that little cabin, hoping to see my mama's face, hoping to see my daddy's face, hoping to see Grandma Sarah staring out at me, saying, boy, you up to no good? Are you doing all right? And I could see her and I could hear her. Maybe they on the other side of that fire. And I'm sitting there looking at them and they, they looking at me. But I could imagine it and I could see their faces. But what I wanted more than anything else was to hear their voices. What I wanted more than anything else was to feel them around me, to feel my mama's arms around me, to feel my father's hand on my shoulder, 
to feel my grandma and that tight grip she got and what she calls hands grasping hold of me, letting me know that she's alive still and hasn't moved on to some other place. But they weren't there. They weren't there at all. But I still could feel them there. Ain't that what family is? People that have moved on, that are no longer there, but you close your eyes and they're right there in front of you, right there with you, just a thought away. And I remember thinking, South Carolina, just a thought away. My mama's cooking, just a thought away. My father beating me if I did something wrong. Well, that's a thought I wanted to be farther away. But my father holding me when I'd done something right. Huh. Just a thought away. South Carolina. Home. Just a thought away. And when I had that thought, I didn't feel lonely anymore in that cabin. I felt that they were all right there with me. With the light of that fire. In the light of that fire. Holding on to me. You know, when you're a soldier, you don't know if you'll ever see your mama again or your daddy. If you're a soldier, you don't know if you'll see the country you grew up in ever again. You don't know what is waiting for you on the next day. If it's your own life or your own death. So many things you don't know. So you got to hold on to moments like this when you can put a smile on your face and hear the people in your head in your heart, who love you. Those people, I could hear them around me. And they were saying to me, you got a good birthday. It's your birthday. It's your birthday, boy. You all right. We glad you were born on this day. You know we're near us right now, but we happy you out there in the world, born into the world that we in right now. Can't see you, but we can see you. Can't hear you, but we can hear you. Can't touch you. But we can touch you because it's your birthday. And no matter where you go in this world, on this day, January 1st, on this day, we all family again. We all close again. And you home, boy. You home.